I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome to the AFL Enjoyers podcast. We enjoy AFL. There's only two of us today, unfortunately, but uh, welcome, Georgie. How are we going, mate? Good, mate. Good to be here. That's the way. Um, yeah, we've got to, we're going to address the elephant in the room, uh, our uh, fearless leader, the host. Uh, Daddy Dino. Dean's gone, mate. Daddy Dean, is, he's gone. He's, he's been managed. Um, he's been managed. He's been managed. Um, uh, you know, it, it, I think we, we've sent him to the twos and hopefully he can come back stronger next week and he can lead the team again next week. Um, he, he's gone up to the coast to get to find some form. That, that's him. He's gone up to the coast to hang out with uh, um, Stewie Jew, have a couple burgers with him. And also to and, do um, some investigation to see what's happening up in the Gold Coast. Yeah, they're, they're in great form. As so. we know, Dean's a, a reporter. He's got contacts all around Australia. That's it, man. That's it. He's, so he's gone to do, he's gone to see what's happening be on the ground that's know? it man that's it um so yeah um george we're gonna do a couple of different little things you had you had some comments to make about uh barrett I, or do I, you want to do the questions first i don't know it's look man I'll, I'll get right into I, I saw something before the round started and it caught my eye and i thought it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life that's 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 a huge statement the, it, the most ridiculous bowling, thing i've ever seen in my life is a huge statement yeah you tell me whether you agree all, all right, right so go, go, go. damien barrett mm-hmm. he does this segment before a round that goes if then then I've, right? I've never seen it before I actually haven't <laughs> no, you're kidding me bro. I've got the AFL app come on okay so yeah. everyone knows about it so then it won't be or it might be a shock to you but we'll yeah. see Collingwood okay. right? Yep. this is what Damien Barrett had to say if still side bottom is too modest to say it publicly then I'm happy to do it for him his footy smarts are so elite and acute that he deliberately kicked a match winning point inside the final minute last week. Then he goes on to say that mm. it's harder to kick a coast-to-coast goal from West uh, from uh, Crows mm. than it is um, to kick one from the centre bounce. Uh, he's that, taking the piss. He, he's, he's, he's he take- is not taking the piss. <laughs> he goes on to say, true genius move. So he, Damien Barrett, the reporter for the AFL, mm. has put out a serious point saying that still mm. side bottom, lining up to win the game for, for Collingwood last week, intentionally kicked a point. He didn't. No way, no way, no way intentionally kicked a point. He did, it like, it, it would have been smart if he did. But you can tell. He was lining up for the goal. No, like, player, no player that lines up for a goal ever kicks a point intentionally. Yeah. Because you, know, like, you can't do it. The thing is, if you go for the goal, there's a chance it goes to the right or to the left. If you go for the right, you know, behind part, it could go to the right to the left. He could have kicked it out of bounds on the full. Like, you can, nah, you can't risk that. You, you, you got to go for the middle with the risk that it's going to go either side. You kind of got to aim that. for the thing that gives you the most points, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I just thought that was so crazy for him. Like, yeah, yeah side bottom's a good kick, you know, but to give him the credit to say that, you know what, I'm going to kick a point here because I know best and I've done my 200 IQ calculations that it's going to give me a high chance of winning to kick a point give me nah, a spell, nah. you're not you're not doing that during so i saw that and i was like that is the worst journalism obs- i've obsession. ever seen <laughs> fair, fair enough man fair he should enough. be sucked from the afl for that yeah no i agree we should take over the segment i reckon yeah, well we wouldn't be putting out content like that mm. surely not so if, if damon barrett is putting out articles like that then 
Oh, what's the what's the next part? He's he he should go and find another then job. He should go and find another job. There we go. Um, <laughs> there we go. So I just um, thought I just thought I'd mention that start off the pod. Yeah, shout out Damien Barrett, North Melbourne supporter. Yeah, fr- um, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, so we uh, we put out a little uh, thing on Insta, I believe. Put out a, a post asking about questions. You know, people asking questions about you know the pod, about our personal lives. You know, being really intrusive, and that's fine. Um, so Georgie's uh, brought it up, and we're just going to do a little quick fire. Some we might you know spend a bit more time on because yeah, if it's more entertaining. Yeah. So, so yeah. thanks to everyone that submitted some questions. Absolutely. Um, we might make this a more consistent segment. So feel free, as Matt said, to ask us whatever you like. We're quite wise young men. So we're happy to answer questions, personal questions. Says you. If you've got if you've got love love <laughs> queries, we'll sort that out as well. That's it. Um, all right. So where do we start? I think the first question was actually from John, and a little bit of a different question. Um, mm. Looking forward, what are you guys going to talk about in the off season? Ah, oh, yes, I like this question when I saw it. Um, it's that's an interesting one because I'm assuming at some point we might have a hiatus, but I don't really want to because I enjoy the pod, but. There'll be things, obviously, um, uh, we can talk about the season that just happened. We can talk about, you know, um, who played well, this and that, maybe do our awards, you know, that might be different. Yeah, well, um, there's always something to talk about in the AFL, even the off-season. Um, there's content and probably the biggest one is the draft. Yeah, the draft, the trade period. Trade period. So, um, we'd probably be looking at doing some of, that, some of that stuff, maybe being creative with some of our own content as well. Yeah, the, the thing that I've been kind of, want, kind of wanting to do is drafts. So, we can do like a forward line draft where, we, you know, we go against each other and try to pick the best forward line. But, you know, other podcasts don't listen. You know, this, this is our idea first, all right? You heard <laughs> we, it here first. We thought it first. Um, I was so. also thinking we could just um, film you having kicking practice at the park. Yeah, I might better do that. I don't know who's going to want to watch that, but you know. Um, well, everyone can get involved, coach you, see, see how you can improve, we'll yeah. all learn together. Yeah, so people will be like, why is Nick Dacos kicking the ball on the, you know, yeah, on the AFL and Joyce podcast? What's, doing what's, in what's he doing, man? What's he doing? Well, why is this, you know, short? I'm trying to think, who do I look like in the AFL? Like, Crips. Not, Crips. Crips. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, we've got the, the same beard. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, al- there's anyway. always things to talk about so thanks yeah. for that question thank you John another one from Deanna what makes a game interesting to watch that that one sort of caught me off because I was a bit like whoa yeah, that's, what, why do we watch deep, this deep obviously I think when it comes to sports in general we've got a stake in a sport and in a game because if you go for the team obviously you want the team that we're you know that where the jumper that you represents you, you want them to do well. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. There's betting. There's <laughs> super coach. No, straight up, straight up. There's betting. There's super coach, and that one that does make games interesting. But apart from that, you know, obviously, if you're, if you're a neutral supporter, though, yeah, what are you looking for in a game? I think you want to see some good ball, you know, kicking skills. You want to see some one-on-one contests. You want to see tackling. You want to see, you know, a tough contested game yeah I, and, and I, yeah I think an even contest as well you don't like of course watching yeah. a smashing can be fun for about 10 minutes but after that you, you turn it off if it's not a team you're invested in yeah if you're a neutral yeah, you, don't you really want to see it. you want to see high skilled high scoring you want to see it being mm. a tight contest going down to the line and um those usually make for the for the games that you remember right yeah i think this like i've been going on about small forwards but they make the game interesting man yeah, they 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 really they you know, give you the highlights. They do, they do. They have those, you know, um, the big marks, you know, the the high jumping marks, you know, the crumbing goals where they're running around the corner and you know getting snaps. So those make the game interesting as well. So yeah, uh, another one actually from Dan back to back is 
who is the best coach at the moment of the AFL? Ooh. Well, look, I think if you look at the team that had the lowest, like in my eyes, has had the biggest jump from their expectations at the start of the year to ladder position now, it's the Saints. Yeah, I think Saints is a good shout. So Ross, the boss, he really is the boss right now. So, you know, and that's just to this point of the season. So I could say him, Collingwood. Like we all thought Collingwood were going to be good, but did we think they were going to be this prolific? I don't think they were going to be this this good, to be honest with you. he's probably coach of the year last year. In fact, he might have been considered that. Probably was, yeah. But I mean, to be able to back it up is important as well, right? So obviously the Pies are going really well. We'll talk about them later. But uh, the coach's uh, ability to get the best out of his team and play a game style that suits the team, you know, is is critical. So he yeah. obviously gets that right. Yeah, maybe even, I hate to say it, but maybe Brad Scott gets a little shout if his team can actually start getting some more wins because they've been unlucky. I think they've had a few close games, you know. Yeah, he might, might throw his hat in the ring. What about Mr. Ken Hinckley, mate? Ken Hinckley. We talked about him at the start of the season. <sighs> I hate to say it, but I guess he's he's, he's getting wins, the mate. They're they are getting wins, man. They're finding um, found a couple of little gems in you know Dill Williams, and you know they're finding and McKenty and dudes like that. You know you got to get if a good coach gets the best out of those you know those players at the end of the you know of the list, and he's been doing that. So we'll give him some credit there. That's true. Leading on from that, Savannah, who do you think will win this year? Thank you, Savannah. Um, towards the top. Collingwood's up there. Yeah. Geelong again, Melbourne. Up to, I reckon Geelong Collingwood is probably the top two in my eyes. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd be happy to just straight say Pies right now. Oh, okay. I don't like to admit it, but I think they're getting their 16th premiership this year. They just look unstoppable. And the, they're the big moment type of team. They seem to just be able to take advantage of the moment. So come finals time, we'll see how that happens. But You heard this from a Carlton supporter. There we go. Uh, look, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just a prediction early. We're honest guys as well, you know. We're, we're honest. But at the moment, yeah. they're, they're on top of the ladder for a reason. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, what else? Voltaire, is Carlton's season already over? Yeah, we also got another question. He's like, why are Carlton so... Um, but why are Carlton still so bad? It's still so bad. You know, we'll, we'll go by that from another person as well. So we'll thank that person. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand this over to you. I'm happy Georgie. to get straight into round one based off this question because yeah, there's a bit there's a bit yeah. to talk about with the Blues. We'll say there's also there was a, there was more questions. We might get to them in later weeks. There was also a, a couple of super coach questions, and we'll get onto that for the super coach pod. But yeah, let's get get onto Carlton. All right, versus so Blues. Brizzy. Uh, big expectations getting into this game for the Carlton, mm-hmm. and uh, they did not meet them. <laughs> no, so, they didn't. I wasn't on. We tipped them. We tipped him too. As well, so there you, know, you go. And games. that was a unanimous tip, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, man. We obviously we're disrespect. I don't know if we're disrespecting the Lions or Carlton's. Are they bad? I think Carlton's bad, bro. Yeah, oh, I tend to agree with you, man. So, you. what do I say? I mean, the game against St Kilda a couple of weeks ago was pretty eye-opening for the Blues, and we were quite mm. worried as a fan base that the team wasn't performing, and that we weren't going to get the best out of the players that we have here. Because there's a lot of talent in this team, or at least seemingly it looks like that. Yeah. On paper, you know, you go through each line, and it's like two two of the top five key forwards in the game. Um, the midfield group is very strong now. You know, yeah. you've added Cheras, you know, gone really well. Big raps from a guy called Spender One on fan footy. Yeah, I wonder who that is. On, I don't know. Could be anyone. Um, Kripa, Walsh. Yeah, good list, man. So, well, it seems like that. You're right. And um, they we come into this Brisbane match... And after a massive win against West Coast, so mm. bit 
bit, you know, lose to Crows, lose to Saints, not looking too good. You kind of ease ease the kind of uh, stress on the Cullen supporters by having a massive win against West Coast. Now the next test, and they failed. So they've the teams like Brisbane are contenders. Um, Crows are going well this year. Saints are going well this year. They've failed against these teams, these high-pressure games. And the biggest problem I, I see, or the biggest thing that's stressing me out a little bit, is the fact that this team just can't seem to perform under pressure. They can't seem to perform under pressure as in when it's a big, it's a big game important to win, they can't perform. And also when, in the middle of the game, when they're tackling hard, the, ball, the ball's moving quickly, they just make the wrong decisions and they can't execute their skills. And that's see, and that's happening from even like key experienced players. I've noticed Doherty when he's under pressure, he's kicking just it, it's woeful. That's right. And you, you mentioned know? you right. mentered the back line. Mm. Weedering uh, was responsible for two goals of turnovers. That's poor. And that's he's poor. he's meant to be the rock in the back line. Mm. So and he's he's a good player. He's yeah, a great player. Is he is he rocked by the fact that he got scammed? Out of his life savings, is that still is that affecting his psyche a little bit? You well, I mean, I, I can't speak for that. Maybe I mean <laughs> it's not going to help, is it? No, I wouldn't have thought so. But the thing yeah. is, is a lot of these players like Weedering is such a solid player. Walsh, for example, the type of player that keeps going. Even he, he's not playing at his best. He just he he had like something like twenty contested possessions, nine clearances, and yet you didn't even notice him in the game. You know what I mean? So this place is working so hard, and they're just not getting any return everything's so difficult to score so difficult to move the ball forward and, and the it, line, sh- it shouldn't be that shouldn't way be like that. when you've got two key forwards who can take a contested mark and one who's running up the ground and giving an option in Kerno sh- shouldn't be that hard and it, it looked like they tried to get the ball moving quicker to be honest you know Kerno was beaten by Jack by Payne um who had a, probably his best yeah. game for the Lions. If we're going to go over to the Lions, they two dudes who are going to get their flowers, Payne. Yeah. And I made a comment on Twitter and finally, and I got a little bit active on the Twitter. <laughs> um, he got his flowers on the on the broadcast as well. So it's getting you know noticed nationally, which is great. Because even though he's not the greatest, like he doesn't have much pace on him. He's not a very, you know, he's not a huge athlete, we can say, but he's just big. So, you know, he can do his job. You know, he can hold down a key forward. Yeah, no, he had a great game, man. Great yeah, game. so he, he was affecting Kerno's ability to just do what Kerno does. Yep. And, um, yeah, the, the Blues just look rattled. And in a way, it kind of reminded me a bit, and it sounds crazy, of the Brisbane-North Melbourne game a couple of weeks back because Brisbane scored pretty much all of their ball from turnover. Of their 100 points, 85 points were scored off turnover. You're not wrong. Like There was a lot of goals where it was just there was someone – Ahead of the last defender, ahead of the last defender, and you know they'll just kick after kick over the top. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. Well, I, look good. I hadn't watched a game where Carlton played where it felt like every little mistake that they did was punished. Mm. And is that Carlton's fault? I'm assuming it's just Brisbane just being lethal and knowing when to turn it on, knowing when to push forward. I guess. Well, the nice little interruption there. Yeah. There no. You go. Well. Um, I'm Phone's on silent, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we got a podcast going on. Huh? Switch it off. Switch it off. <laughs> uh, all good. That, that girl that's texting me better wait. Yeah, no, no she's um, going to have to. <laughs> Can I message her? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You, you, you message her. Sort it out. Is that? Oh, it's, yeah, hey, there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, we'll leave, we'll leave it for it's later. It's actually work, so anyway. Mm. Whatever the case is, um, yeah, pretty, pretty worrying trend for the Blues at the moment. And... Um, They've got a couple of big weeks coming up. So we'll see. We'll get to know a bit more about the Blues. But at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose the majority of our next games against teams that are around us, Bulldogs, Collingwood, uh, Essendon, Sydney. 
these type of teams. And if they do, all hell is going to break loose. Oh, Voss is gone. You Voss think he's gone? Yeah. You kidding me? If you can't put all these all these talented players, you can't put them, you know, on the same page and playing good. No, nah, he's, he's, he's got to go. It would be so wild if they change coaches again. But yeah. it's, if that's the if that's the case, this team is just uncoachable. Maybe, maybe you're right. But anyway, another thing I want to say for Brisbane: quadruple double True. for Dunkley. We got to we got to we got to mention them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know he, he was amazing. Yeah, that dude was a it was a twenty kicks, ten marks, ten handballs, ten kicks. I'm pretty sure that's what equated to the quadruple double, which is rare, rare in footy, rare in basketball, rare in any sport. I'm assuming. So um, yeah, we'll give uh, Dunkley his his flowers. I as think well. it was probably his best game for for the club. So yeah. up against Crips for most of the game as well. He's been sort of understated this year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's been good, but we maybe it's because like we're expecting high supercoach scores from him, you know, that hasn't, you know, hasn't quite landed that he's actually had a very good season. Yeah, you know, always, so. we 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 talked about how he was a big pickup for them this year to boost their midfield. And uh, I, he's almost the main man there. I mean, Neil hasn't had a massive year. No, I think he's he's the main man because he's not only is he an inside beast, he's just he's a marking target as well, you know, when they're exiting 50. He's a great overhead mark. So, you know, it makes a difference, you know, when a midfield is doing that for you. So Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Well, do we move on to the next game? Yeah, the next game. No more Blutes talk, make me sad. Yeah, no, fair enough, man. Next game was Richmond versus West Coast, and it was a scrappy game by two teams who are their bottom four teams right now. So, or maybe Richmond bottom five, six. Um, look, not a lot to say about this game. You know, it was a very depleted West Coast team and they lost another one in Jai Kali. So, um, friend of the pod, get well soon, brother. Um, you know, um, well, the thing, the thing, the thing that's crazy about this game is up to half time, it was even. Yeah, that and was actually, there yeah. was a point where I was thinking, geez, West Coast are a shout here. I know. If West Coast won that game, it would be mental absolutely mm. crazy yeah see it would have been good because then we would have another short you know of me failing an naw now because um that, <laughs> that was my now for the week well there'd be a lot of content a lot of richmond based content of how their their dynasty's over dean yeah, had call, dean had true. called it last week saying that you know they're finished oh, i don't think he's wrong at this point but it, it was not mm. yeah they didn't it was interesting because obviously not a lot of west coast fans in in the crowd Heavily Richmond-based crowd, as you expected the MCG, but they were they were silent, and yeah. they were they were trying to get behind their team, and they would have just been in the crowd going, "What is going on?" Yeah. Two quarters of football where West turnovers, Coast turnovers, 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 is just uh, keeping them in it. Yeah, you know? and then West Coast hits the lead by one point, and then from there Richmond just go, "All right, maybe it's time to start playing some actual football." Presti kicks three goals in a row. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought a little meatball was going to get the through? The little meatball row. gets on the end of three of them, kicks a hat-trick, and then they just kick away. And that's the story of the game. Yeah, uh, My dad actually went to this game for some reason. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, he, he had a couple little um, tidbits because he doesn't watch a lot of footy, but he liked uh, number seven from West Coast, Jimby. Our boy, our boy Jimby, he liked his game. And he liked uh, Shy Bolden and Oscar Allen. He thought you know Oscar Allen's a great player, good hands, strong boy. So, yeah, he's having yeah. a good season, Oscar Allen. And it's mm. tough to do in a, in a team that doesn't give him any delivery. Yeah. But he's top three or four in the Coleman race at the moment. Well, I don't I, I think know. he is. Yeah. I don't know. He might be. He might be up there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really know if there's a lot more to, to go on about with that game because um, it was very – Yeah, if you're a yeah. Richmond fan – It's it's Look, it's going to be tough times. And I think the, 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 the worst part is you don't have your draft pick. And that, that hurts because – yeah, if you're going to be, you know, bottom four side and not get, you know, 
at least the the, re- the reward. That, that sounds a bit weird, but you know, compensation. At least the compensation for being bad. It's 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 going to be tough. Look, I, I still think that Richmond can turn it around. I think they'll build into the season. They'll finish alright. I don't expect them to be top eight. Too much competition at the moment. Mm. Are they that reliant on Nankervis? Maybe. Well, he, you know, cause he's he's a, pretty, he's, he's a he's, battler. Yeah, he's know? a pretty and Tom Lynch is out as well. Actually, those are two big outs, so we'll give them that. And they've been pretty stretched in the, the key defender department with Taron out yeah. as well. So, yeah, fair enough. Maybe they... It just wasn't a convincing performance against a team that is being considered a waffle side at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. So, fair enough. It's, it's a watch for, for uh, Richmond, mm. and we'll see how we go from there. Yeah, the next game uh, in Geelong. So, Academia Park, Geelong versus uh, the Crows and the Cats, they're... They're the real deal, I reckon. It's funny. It's funny them being zero three at the start of the season, and us kind of going Geelong, <laughs> man. They finally got old. Yeah, no, they finally got. Send old. them to the retirement home where they belong. Yeah, not anymore. No, no, nah, they looked good, man. They looked good. It's odd to say, but they have a really like I, I, like half of them. They've got a a good midfield group, obviously. All, all of a sudden, it's the best midfield in the league, and it's like <laughs> led by Dangerfield. Led is like by forty. Yeah, I don't know. Led by Dangerfield, and I'm like, who else? Like, I don't know. I don't know. They got they have a bunch of randos running in. They put Tanner Brun back in there a little bit. Back in there, Holmes. Uh, like, shout out to Holmes. Holmes yeah. did really well. Um, Blitzarv's having a decent season. Yeah, there you go. Geelong, Geelong are you, up and you're about. You're kind of right in, in the way that we don't really know how they're good. They just are. They they just they go in there and get it done. I'm their players play. don't get. They don't have individuals. They get a lot of the ball. No, or have no. standout performances. Cameron is them. Is there? He's their superstar. Yeah, like you look at the clearances, right? Five to Atkins, four, five to Holmes, four to Bruin, three to Zach Tui. <laughs> Zachy. So those are the highest <laughs> clearance players, you know? So, and, you know, Dangerfield's up there, of course. Um, yeah, so they're just getting an even spread of uh, contribution in there. They're yeah. getting their goals and getting their wins now. So They're playing, they're playing at home as well, which, you know, they're always going to be hard to beat. I think credit to Adelaide as well. Like they're a battle of the team, and they don't go down easy. So yeah. if the game threatened to open up at all, um, Adelaide was able to keep the margin close, and even mm. at points in the last quarter, nearly got close to closing that margin. There was a point yeah. where uh, Rankin was running into the fifty, and it, he he he. I think he had Mitch Duncan chasing him, and he had him for speed big time. Mm. He could have kept running, but he took the shot and landed short. And you know these are. Very close. Like if that goes through, the margin gets closer. Momentum comes. It was hilarious actually in the first quarter when Crows had a bit of momentum, and there was like not one Crow fan in Geelong. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. When I mean not one, there might literally have been no Crow fans. Wow. And the silence was deafening. Like you could you could hear rough, like man. you could hear like the birds chirping. Mm. It was so you know. You could hear the actual crows, like the bird crows, not, yeah, the, not could, the crow fans. No, not the crow fans, the yeah. actual birds themselves who were mm. giving the support to their team because no one turned up to support them. <laughs> Shout out to the crows. Shout right? out to the, the, like the actual the bird. The actual birds. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a competitive team. Mm. Um, their challenge is probably to win away from home, but at Geelong, it's always difficult. Yeah, of course, of course. Can't hold, you know, can't hold it against them that they lost to the top two team in the competition in Geelong. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. Mm. Uh, next game was a bit of a nail biter um, and a shout out to this team who I think at one point I said that they were the most disappointing team in the league Gold Coast I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I said that I they, think, were, uh, they would make sense because they were they were like uh, they were looking like a bottom four team and we were hoping that this would be the year they would you know 
look to make finals. They smacked my team and now all of a sudden they're in some form. They lost by five points to Melbourne. Did it have anything to do with Dean being up there? Maybe. Giving them the support. He might have given them a little rev up or maybe said, all right, look, look at this episode of the pod where Matza said this. Um, it could be because the, the Suns are the, <laughs> the second team of the pod. They are. So we, they are we, we're giving them all our love, all our support. We want them to be successful. Yeah. There Dean, is a little backstory behind the Gold Coast being our favorite team, but we'll get to that. That, that will reveal that at a later date. In time, in time. In time. Does it have anything to do with me and my and my draft team? Huh? Perhaps, perhaps. perhaps you know, <laughs> with your draft skills. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one. But, so um, what do we say about this one? I, I think it's the best game that Gold Coast has played this year, even mm-hmm. though they lost. They're up against Melbourne, who's clearly a very good team. Mm. And it was interesting listening to Petrarca at the end of the game in the post-game interview. He's like, man, they're bloody good and they beat us around the ball and really we got away with one here. Yeah, and here's, here's something. Uh, Dean asked me last week, specifically me for some reason, do, you, do I think that Noah Anderson will take over from Miller? Yeah. I said no. And Miller goes, sorry, not Miller. Anderson yes. has the best game of his career. He was, he was immense. He was insane. Mm. Yeah. So it was a, it was a huge performance. He was clearly the best midfielder in the game. Yeah, and against Clary and against Petrarca, it's no main favor, man. Hundred percent. Good so on him, man. Miller's probably looking pretty proud from the sideline, trying to get it back out there. But when he does, if the, if the midfield, because the other thing I've noticed is Rouse really had a much stronger year, mm. and his contested numbers are really high. So they've got the real contested ball. Anderson does both. Miller's the run. It's a good mix. Swallow's playing all right, which is a good ruckman. They've got the midfield. They do. They have the midfield and they have the ruck. Like, and the other thing is they got a lot of return out of their forwards. Mm. So Chol kicked a couple of goals. Casbolt, um, King, Ben King is uh, playing some good footy. Mm. And I think he's like on a 13-goal um, streak straight. So he hasn't kicked a point. He's kicked 13 Kasbol. goals. No, sorry, King. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you said Caswell. Like, no, what? no way. Caswell's never kicked more than three goals straight, I reckon. No, no way. No way, yes. Um, yeah, hey, there you go. Good on Ben King, man. He's he's one of those talents that can elevate a team because, you know, he provides, you know, the um, uh, the contest in the forward line. You know, if you get a little contested mark here and there, you know, it makes a big difference to a team. Well, he's yeah. going to be the general for, for many years to come. So, yeah. I think what, one thing I've realized, I think every club needs to find the Tom Hawkins type big strong player who can just get you a contested mark and give you that bailout, you know, because sometimes it's hard to score in footy these days. It is. You know, so I think most teams need that. And Ben King, you know, gets a bit more size. He's already, what is he, 200 centimeters? Easily. You know, so at least, you know, so um, yeah, he's in that sort of mold of big power forward. 100%. Um, The other thing is, well, Gold Coast, we said, you know, were very strong around the ball and, you know, if they had taken the opportunities more, probably should have won that game. There was mm-hmm. a chance for uh, McPherson in the dying seconds of the game to even Your that boy. up. My boy, well, he wasn't my boy because he kicked the point, but <laughs> it wasn't that hard of a shot either. He really should, should have nailed that, made it a mm-hmm. draw, and it would have been a bit more fitting for Gold Coast to get some points after that game. But mm-hmm. Melbourne at the end of the day, a classier team, more experienced, harder bodies, and they haven't lost a last quarter this year, Melbourne. Oh wow, it's impressive. I guess that just shows this experience, yeah. premiership experience. So class. when the, the going get tough, they they handled the pressure and mm. managed to steal the points from Gold Coast. So a little mm. bit disappointing they couldn't our son our boys couldn't get the win, but yeah, that's all right. But it's look they don't lose any admirers that's from true. from that loss. So you know we'll, we'll give them that. The next game was another. It was it was an interesting game 
at points. It almost got away from them at the end. But um, uh, GWS against Bulldogs. Bulldogs come up in Canberra. Um, <laughs> this this game was a little bit disappointing because Toby mm. Green, yeah, laid, laid out. out, laid out, yeah. And it's he's clearly a player that when he's up and about, GWS play better. Yeah, he's they used to call what's his name the barometer, which is Matheson. They used to call him the barometer, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Toby Green is the true barometer for he's a team. He's the captain. He's the leader. Yeah, if you're playing, if you're a GWS player playing in a big match, and you know that Toby Green's out. It's deflating. It's deflating for like people mm. neutrals that are watching. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, because you need someone to compete with. You know, the top talent from the other clubs, and obviously you've got Kelly, you've got um, Canelio, you got Himmelberg. But something about Toby Green up there in the forward line, it yeah. just yeah. Well, we saw what he did last week, and he you know kicked those four goals and managed to steal the win. So mm. I mean, he's one of the best players in the comp. So you know that makes it harder to win. From from scratch, yeah. um, I thought the two standout mids, Bont and Mini and Mini Bont, Bont and Mini Bont, <laughs> yes, Bont and Pally, and also Green. Oh, Mini, if that's fair, Mini Bont, I don't mind that. He seems maybe it's because he's he's not as Italian. I see him as a yeah, as yeah. a Clary <laughs> more than a Bont. Yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is that yeah? Um, but yeah, he had a big game, Tom Green. But Three goals, mate, as yeah. a midfielder. The two goals in the was in the fourth quarter. Those back to back goals, that was huge, man. That really, you know, gave him a gave him a shout in the end. Um, so but, he he gave everything, Green. Mm-hmm. But so did Bond. Bond is in career best form, I think. Yeah, we've. I think it's good to see Bevo's finally let him loose. Play in the him, midfield, mate. Can you believe it? Play your best midfielder in the midfield, and you might actually win some clearances and win games. Was it 14 clearances? Yeah. 20 kicks, you know. He's had three games this year where he's beaten his own record of clearances. So I think he's had like 11, 13, and 14. Oh, there you go, man. That's just – and that's just him just picking it up, you know what That's I mean? just like, him just playing football. Like he's going to have like 25 by the end of the season, man. It's going to be crazy. Um, <laughs> Breaks the record. He's going to probably will, man. Um, yeah, Bond um, – yeah. And the thing is with him, he's got one of the best kicks in the team as well. So when he gets, you know, on that left foot, someone about left footers, man, they just they just know how to kick the footy. They do. Um, I should have been made a left footer, I think. If you were a left footer, I reckon you would have gone number one in the 2000, <laughs> what draft would you have 14? Yeah, 2014, 2015 maybe draft. It's just the fact um, that I'm not a left footer, that's why I didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, that's it, man, that's it. Otherwise, you're too predictable. Because we were talking about how I'm a natural footballer. I just don't have any physical attributes. Yeah, I, I kind of said, I feel bad about it now, but I said <laughs> that, you know, he's a he's a natural footballer with the, was it the body of a chess player yeah. or something, you know. And no disrespect to chess players, but, you know, y'all aren't made for footy. No, um, that's 100% true. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, nah, that game, yeah, it was. they brought it back because it was almost going to be a bit of a blowout at one point. But, you know, yeah. GW, GWS brought it back, you know, made it a bit more respectable. I think which, they kicked the last four, the first four goals of the of the last quarter, mm. which yeah, they've yeah. done a couple of times. They've had like the flurry in the last quarter. Mm. So, you know, when when the game's kind of over and they're, they're forced to play quick, they actually can do it as a team because they've got the talent. Mm. Just challenge, I guess, for... This team and a lot of other teams is being consistent in playing their brand of footy for four quarters, which is what the cliche that every coach mentions in the post game interviews. Yeah, of um, yeah, now the next one, I don't, I don't have much to say about this next game to be honest with you. Freer Hawks, <laughs> Freer the blockbuster just, of Saturday night. Yeah, that's it, man. They they just went and destroyed the Hawks. 
I don't know. Bray, you know what? We'll say Brayshaw has come back. Yeah. He had his big comeback game against a weak midfield. Good on him, man. Like, I, I like it. Yeah, um, it's a skill to be able to beat up on a bad team because he, he mm. beat up on them. But that's really his only really strong showing this year. Yeah. And it was a, it was four quarters. It wasn't just, you know, because he, he had a couple games where he was building towards a really good game and then just fell off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, finally he's he's back into form. So, Frigo um, actually moved the ball with some speed. They they actually had some efficiency inside fifty, mm. but it's against the Hawks. That's the thing, and the crazy thing is that we tipped the Hawks. Do we? I'm gonna have to go. I need to go back and suss uh, tips because I can't remember who we tipped. But I'm pretty sure we tipped the Hawks because we thought we just really disrespected um Freo haven't done anything for us to have confidence in their ability to win. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I'm pretty sure I would have gone Freo at home. But I, d- I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't think so. I'll tell you right now. No, nah, we, we went Hawthorne. I think you were the first one to say Hawks. I swear. No, there's no way. I swear you were the first one to one say One of our Hawks. viewers needs to go back and confirm it. Nah, you got short memory, bro. I'm looking at this and it's like, so we went with Carlton, which you know made a little bit of sense, right? Then we went Richmond. Makes a lot of sense. Perfect Geelong, sense. a lot of sense. Melbourne, a lot of sense. GWS, you know, Ooh. is what it is. And then Hawthorne, Port, Collingwood, St. Kilda. So we so, did well. It was it wasn't actually that bad. Now that I look at it, we missed two easily fixable picks. You know Hawthorne and GWS. So we got seven out of seven out of nine. Hawthorne, taking the Hawks is trolling, surely. What's that? That's trolling. Taking no, we I think we genuine genuinely thought that Freo <laughs> were that bad. The the other thing is the the Hawks. Um, they were good the last four weeks, but they managed Bruce and and. Uh, CJ. See, I don't know if we knew that at that we, point. We couldn't have known. Yeah, we uh, we didn't know that at the time of the pod because we 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 organized to um, film the pods about like a day or two after. If not, actually, today's it's a Sunday today, so we try to do them as quickly as possible, you know, because to fit it in with our schedules. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to the tip that we won to the next game, which was today's game, today's first game, uh, Port versus Essendon. Um, this one was annoying because I thought Essendon would actually win this and finally Port would lose and North would get the good pick, but that just, that just didn't happen. I think oh, you got to give um, up on this good pick, mate. Port Adelaide are a proper team. They are a proper team. Um, they And honestly, the the fact that Essendon were even in this, was it just shouldn't have been the case. Like It was 12 goals, 20. Yeah. Like it's they, mental. Yeah. So the, yeah, the fact that Essendon could keep themselves in it, good on them. They actually, they lost having kicked more goals. 13 goals <laughs> it was 12 goals 2092 13 goals 987 so that's impressive yeah, um, that's, from, that's, pretty uh, that's impressive from the port from port adelaide you know look, look guys it's almost like they intentionally kick some points yeah. to win the game yeah it was it was an objective you know yeah, what I mean? it was it was like, we'll it was, just kick some points and, and retain it in our forward line that's it it's like i don't know if how i'm pretty sure it's on playstation it's like only the top 0.2 percent have done this one yeah. and it's like yeah win a game scoring less goals and that's what they did so um, good on Port for breaking history. That's it, man. That's it. So we'll give them a little bit of credit there. Um, I think, yeah, Horn Francis has been playing a lot better. Butters was the man this game. He's been the man a lot this year. Yeah, I think it's um, it really shows that, you know, to Ken Hinckley, Butters is he's the boy. Stop playing him half forward. Get him in the guts. Get him on ball. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So And he's, he's one of your favorite players as well. He is, man. I love Butters. He's got a chess player's body, but, you know, has a bit of a uh, bit more zip If I could... Be one footy player, be butters. Fair enough. Actually, that's a good question. Actually, who, if you could be one football player, who you'd be? Yours is butters. For me, 
I think I, I need to like brainstorm this. It might be a question for when Dean gets back. Yeah, when Dean, uh, Dean what, when you watch this, when you what, watch but this. But what's your heart telling you? What What's my heart telling me? Yeah. Oh. Because I, I would say butter straight away, man. I love that kid. The, the first thing I'm thinking of, I'd, I'd want to, I think I'd want to be a key forward. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm thinking something to some, I don't know. The first thing I thought was, man, to be Jeremy Cameron would be sick. You True. know what I mean? You're running and up you the field. And you can farm as well. And I can farm as well. And I, I don't like farming, but you know, it seems like a really noble thing, you know? It's um, good if the world ends or something like that. Yeah, that's it, man. So that dude's, you know, if the world's going well, he's a footballer, you know, worst case scenario is farmer, you know, he's got it sorted <laughs> out, man. That's called having your bases covered. Yeah. And actually there was another player who was like that, a port player from back in the day, Westhoff. Westhoff was oh, a full, Westhoff. he was a full greenie. You know what I mean? So shout out to Westhoff, man. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he. I think he. I don't know if he was a um, a vegan or what he was, but I'm pretty sure he lived on a farm and basically just lived off the land. I'm pretty sure. There don't don't quote me. I'm, I might have made that up, but I swear, <laughs> I swear that happened, bro. That's the secret to Justin Westhoff's career. That's it, man. He's a man of nature, and you can just tell by the way he looks. He looks like you know a nature jungle man. I don't remember what he looked like, but I'll, I'll go. You with don't that. remember? What, come on, you don't remember what Westhoff looks no, like? No, was man. he? He was like a, a blonde haired guy. That, this is disappointing. <laughs> you're, you're honestly you you're showing your true colors. Bro. I remember his name. That's something. Justin Westhoff, man. He was the he had the big. Big beard. Oh, the beard. Brown yeah. hair, yeah. brown long hair. He, I thought it was. He was a ruck forward man. Yeah, oh, he was a, handsome, yeah. handsome guy. He was, a, he was a handsome man. You know, he was. You know, man, that, that, that's that was a that's tough to hear, bro. Live on the pod. That's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start this again. My know? memory, my memory <laughs> does not serve me well. That's why I'm really bad at guest the player. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel like your short term memory is good though. You you'll you'll start like naming random plays or actually your Carlton memory is really good. I can remember like the fantasy scores. <laughs> no, fair enough. If you ask me what like Walsh scored like three years ago, round two, mm. 110. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And no one's going to fact check it. Fact no, check it. No one's going to fact check it. Oh, don't fact check it. Um, yeah. Well, what about the Dons? The Dons? Um, I don't know. Kyle Langford. <laughs> Kyle Langford, two goals. He's playing all right in the forward yeah. line. Look, new uh, look, new look forward yeah, line. I think with them, they're, they're obviously, they're, they're relying on their midfield to, you know, get them forward. I think with them, Zerk Thatcher, when I was watching him, he looks like he knows what he's doing as a defender. He just doesn't have the physical capability to mm. stick with players for the entirety of games. Obviously, he got destroyed by Hawkins the previous week. Yeah. Like eight goals. It's like he wasn't even there. This week, he looked good up to like the third or fourth quarter and Dixon had his way. Yeah. I think they're, they're screaming out for a key defender. And well, Jordan Ridley help. got injured as well. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say, yeah, that him going out obviously makes it harder for the key defenders back there to you know, hold their own because he's always, you know, coming in third man up and, you know, he reads the play really well. Um, yeah, I'm sure Raul is going to have to get a suspension for the for the incident. I like think was, so. Yeah, so he sort of, he, he was off the ball. He was off the ball and he injured the dude. Not hard to get suspended these days. Yeah, true. There's true. already a couple of dangerous tackles that have been mm. banned already. Yeah, I think Van Ruin copped one. I have to check Van Ruin. Yeah, that, he, got, that was no, he, got, he got two weeks. Oh, did he? He got two weeks, yeah. So, um, but yeah, on to another game, which so the the way the AFL you know um, fixtures the games, it meant that I had to watch the North game because I'm a North fan, and he had to watch this game with Collingwood versus Sydney. How'd you find that one, Georgie? I only got bits and pieces, but it, it was quite a good game. I mean, two high quality teams, yeah, going at absolutely. it, and the weather kind of held up at the G, which is good. And I think there was about seventy one thousand people there, so oh. Collingwood fans showed up in force as they That's should. Good. That's the good, man. The team's playing great football, yeah. So, 
it was it was a bit of a different look Collingwood um, game because they weren't behind with three minutes left on the clock. Yeah, true. They true. just were ahead and kind of just started, so they took the lead and won the game, which is mm. a bit different for them, but good yeah. signs. Yeah, Sydney brought it back at one point. They got up by a couple goals, um, but at the end, you know, I, I didn't watch the last half because I was glued onto the North game. Um, Look, yeah. uh, it, it's very interesting because the last couple of weeks, uh, Dacos has been tagged. And yeah. He, he hasn't had the impact he had in the first couple of rounds, let's be honest. No, he hasn't. He hasn't at all. But it hasn't stopped Collingwood from winning. Yeah. Well, look, they have so much class outside of Nick Dacos. Yeah. And it it shows that, like, something I was talking about in a previous pod was that he, when he runs and someone's tracking his run, that means someone else is going to come up free because of the gravity that he, you know, he has when he's running. Yeah. So... Yeah, it just creates other opportunities for other players to make space and get the ball and run. So it makes for an interesting coaching decision, though, because mm. if you're taking out a player and you, it's proven that you can tag him and taking out from having a big impact in the game. Mm. Yeah, twenty five touches, but, but he the, wasn't. He wasn't. You know, no, he wasn't damaging at all. Um, um, but they still didn't win. So does the coach look at that as a success, as a contributing factor to them getting close, or not sure? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough to say because Sydney aren't. A, they're not a particularly good side right now. If against the more even side, I'll be a bit more curious as to how that plays out. Um, last week, the, the previous week, they stole it from Adelaide mm. at whilst Dacos was tagged. So maybe, maybe it's a good, maybe it's the way to go. Really, I think it is. If I was coaching, I'd, I'd still take him out. But yeah, mm. you're right. The Swans, it's they started the season so strong up against two kind of weaker teams, and they look super yeah. professional. They look like they they were, didn't miss a beat, and then they've lost. I think like. Five of their last something games. Yeah, they're not a good side, unfortunately, right now. Um, and it's a, a bit due to the personnel injuries, you know, forward and back. Yeah. Um, yeah, Goulden actually had a good game, though. It's he nice was, I was, was just about to say, he, he was, was a monster. Yeah, 37 touches. Behind the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah a lot I of think it was like half. a wing, wing roll. Yeah, wing but half back. He actually reminded me a bit of the Dacos because he was always free. Mm. And, you know, obviously running hard, providing an option. But the thing about Goulden is his kicking skills are exceptional as well. He, they are, they are. And his decision-making is good. So he kind of had that role where he was playing a little bit uncontested, market kicking, just getting the ball moving forward. And when he was in the guts, he also got some clearances as well. I think he had five or six to his name. So he just mm. had the complete performance. He, he was kind of the clear standout for the Swans. Yeah. And for Collingwood, uh, check five goals. There you go. There you He's go. the only multiple goal scorer in the game. <laughs> Both for Sydney and for Collingwood, so so it was the my check game. That's it. So he's the star of of this one, but yeah, yeah. Collingwood cl- clearly too good for Sydney. Sydney put up a, a good fight. It was a, a tough contest. It wasn't an easy win or anything like that, but still, yeah, too good. I there was two things that I noticed for this game. It was during the both during the second quarter. Did you see the goal review? And there was heaps of them in the yeah, game. The right. one where um is it Shether Sheather Mark Sheather. I think he's the first Mark we've had for a while that's Mark with a C since Mark Murphy. Right, my you know boy. I mean? So Mark Sheather, Sheather. Um, so he kicks the ball off the ground yeah. and it hits his own hand and goes in. And the review, they got through the review. The commentator's like, oh, I hit his hand on the way through. But the person doing the review didn't see it. Right. And they gave it a goal. So that's uh, the is that, review. Is that his first goal? Probably. I don't, I, can't, I don't even know who this guy is. No, I don't even know who he is, man. Was he, was he even out there? Am I making this up? No, um, he, yeah. So that was that was crazy. I couldn't believe what I was but viewing that, there. that umpire had five score reviews. 
he's got to just be a bit more, you know, on oh. the front foot. Just make a call, mate. Yeah, and he, most of his calls are right. I'm not a massive fan of the score view. Mm, it it, it, it kills the momentum after a big goal. They should happen in the background for every goal, and then yeah. that's it. That's it. And then we find out if it needs to, the ball needs to come back, it needs to come back. This is what it is. We set up again. Um, and then the other one was uh, the Hayden McLean soccer goal. It was mm. mad. The one that went bottom right. It was almost like a penalty kick. And Maynard, like, outstretched hand. Um, he couldn't get to it. Um, well, Marcek also cool. had a soccer goal as well. I, I don't. I think you didn't was, see that it was, one. It was probably at the end of the game. I was watching the North. That game. was pretty good as well. Um, Might yeah. get a little nomination for goal of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm have to go back. Go back and uh, see the footage. You know, go back and watch, watch the pies. Watch the again. tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anything else you should go for that game? Any, um, no, pies insights? are good. Pies are good. Pies. Are they were good. I good on the pies, man. Pies are good. Um, the next game was North versus Saints. Um, I, I'm probably not gonna go on about it. As long as we usually do, because you know, with Dean and I, we could talk about it forever. We should probably do a North Melbourne Enjoyers pod just to you know really, <laughs> so we can really flesh it out. But um, I think it showed that the Saints were really, really, they're really good at just absorbing pressure. Mm. So I don't know if the positives from North, which I think there was a lot despite the scoreline, I don't know if that's because they allow teams to attack and then they just absorb it and then counter. I don't know if it's because of that, but we were able to get a few um, link-up plays looking. The link-up play was looking a lot better than it usually does. Um, a lot cleaner, less um, turnovers than usual, even though there still was a lot. Um, so those were, were positives from North. Ben Mackay was back to intercepting, which was good. Was um, that his first game back? No, he's played for a couple of weeks before this, but he's finally started to get like I think he had 10 intercept possessions, and that's great to see because that's, that's his MO. Um uh, Logue went up forward and he was even though I, I don't think he wants to be there but he gave it his all and competed I thought he did pretty decent um, Blake Drury the guy we were talking about what do you think of his first game I thought he looked very comfortable at AFL level I don't think it was the most complete game um, he had a good first half and just sort of fell away in the second half but he looks really comfortable uses the ball well so I'm, I'm pretty happy with Drury and to be honest with you I'd rather see him and Bergman and Flynn Perez out there than Hall, yeah. Kane Turner, Howe. Uh, there's, there's no need for these older dudes who aren't going to be in the next premiership. There's just no point of them being out there. I'd rather see the young guys get given the opportunity. Who They're just hungrier and they, they're they better users of the ball as well. So there's, just, there's no reason to have um, too many experienced players who aren't that good anyway. Um, we're still carrying some dudes who, you know, Probably aren't getting games for you know other teams as like from other teams. Yeah, anyway, I think unfortunately, I think Cunnington is one of those players. <sighs> hard to say, hard to say as a hard to admit as a North fan, but he's he's coming towards the end. Yeah, it, um, it, this is his last year. Sure, yeah, it must be. It must be. Um, yeah, he's been a champion. Um, he's gone through a lot. He's battled to get back back into footy, but um, yeah, he's looking really slow out there. Like he's a plodding midfielder, and you can't have too many of those. Um, I don't even know if you can have one these days. Probably not. Footy. Like, look, we've Unless seen his contested game is just super strong, yeah. which it was at one point, but not not this year. No, no. Well, look, Will Brody last year was that plodding midfielder, but because he was so good on the inside, it was fine. This year, he's not in the team. You know, so, um, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Cunnington. But look, we're always going to appreciate what he did for the club and he provided a lot of joy. He he got us winning games that we shouldn't have won. So that was really entertaining as a North fan. So um, 
other than that, yeah, again, Saints, yeah, they absorb pressure really well. Um, and there was another question, actually. Um, it was Saints for the flag from from guess who? No, I think I can guess. Chris. Yeah, our, he's he's one of our one of the biggest fans of the pod. Um, he's on um Enjoyers Premium. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, he said flag for the for the Saints. And honestly, I'm gonna call it from now. No. Yeah, no. I hate to say it, Chris, but I think if this team is to win a premiership, they need to be better on the offensive end because 64 against North. Should be it should be a lot more, and they they did have a lot of behinds, but that usually you, you need to rectify that. You know they've got to be a bit more killer instinct in my eyes. Have it, to have a bit more of a killer instinct. It seemed a bit infectious from both teams. Like mm-hmm. at one point, I think in the first quarter it was like North six points to two goals, like multiple points from Saints. Just to, I'm pretty sure we had our best half right in the first half for probably about six weeks. We didn't kick a goal. Yeah, it's crazy the 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 paradox of that. Um, yeah, and that's that's a credit to St Kilda, but I don't know if that holds up at the pointy end. Look, I hope it. I hope it does. I don't have an issue with St Kilda winning it this year, to be honest with you. But if I'm to give my prediction, it's going to be a no. It's probably like a ten percent, you know, win. No, I think win they'll make the eight. Absolutely, they, they're probably going to make top four, man. Do you think they'll make they, top four? I'm going to go forty percent chance they make top four. He's done the quick maths. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. I'm doing um if you, if anyone's ever played Zelda Skyward Sword, um I'm Fee and I'm doing the um the percentages. It's like <laughs> a niche um, call out there. Yeah, they, no, not a really huge game. Must master, um, only forty percent chance that they're gonna make top four. About I, I reckon about eighty percent chance they make top eight. Like or maybe even ninety percent chance they make top eight. I'd they're, like to see them. Yeah. I like them as a team. Mm, same. And uh, you know, as their players start to come back and and you know, they build that chemistry in the team. Max King coming back soon. Will That's be big the big for them. one. That is the big one because he's is is impossible to match up on if the ball's moving quickly. Mm. Well, there you go. Maybe I might change my mind if he comes back and shows he's good and he's actually kicking straight this year because he hasn't been able to do that throughout his career. That's true. Then maybe the percentage goes up and flag Saints. Maybe it goes into the maybe to probable range. I don't know. Look, whatever the case is, they've improved significantly from last year. Yeah. We kind of came into the season thinking they were a bit of a nothing team. They didn't have much of an identity. They've got one now. They absolutely do. They're Like like I was saying earlier, Ross Lyon, probably coach of the year. Yeah. He's, yeah, at this point, he's, he must be coach of the year. Yeah, I think so. He must be, yeah. Um, and Jack Steele's now coming back into the team, getting a bit more of a run. So mm-hmm. he's going to be strong in the midfield. Jack Sinclair, a, a player that I've kind of come to love a little bit. Um, very, love him, very skillful. He's got a nice mullet. <laughs> he does have a great mullet, man. I'm gonna argue that it's better than Bailey Smith's mullet. To be honest with you, it's just a bit more. It's, in it's check. underrated. It's it underrated. is. It is an underrated mullet. It's a bit more in check. You know what I mean? I think it's um. Well, uh, ba- Bailey Smith is a very handsome man, so he could kind of pull off a mullet. Mm, I don't think Jackson Clay is as handsome. Probably not. Probably not. So it's harder to pull it off. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's the round review that we've uh. We've gotten through. We're going to have to go on to the next one. And um, let's have a little look-see. Look at so, our tips. Yeah. Look at, so we did. We managed to get seven last yep. week. So that's, that's pretty decent. You know, even though the Hawthorne one was really bad. But, you know, we'll take our seven. The next week, um, Richmond on the Friday night. Richmond versus Geelong at the MCG. Very easy. Very easy. We're going with the Cats. Don't even yeah. need to look at Dean's picks. <laughs> well, I'm just um, bringing them up. Don't, you know what? Don't only use it as a tiebreaker. Okay. I reckon. 
because then I don't want it to influence your picks. Because I was looking at yours last time and it was influencing my ideas. I'm like, nah, you know. Yeah. What are so, you saying is you respect my picks, you know. You, yeah, respect your own picks, sir. Yeah, respect your yeah. own picks, man. All right, um, so uh, Richmond, nah. No. Yeah, definitely too long. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I think I might have to just call it early. Uh, ask me if I think Richmond have a chance. Do you think Richmond have a chance of winning this game? Oh, uh, three letters <laughs> for you. N-A-W, no. Geelong are beating Richmond. Yeah, I think so, man. You know, and this is kind of, it's kind of weird because I NAW'd the team that Richmond were versing last week and now I'm going to NAW them. They're not beating Geelong. Um, and on to the next one, West Coast versus Gold Coast at Perth. Um, look, I don't think we're tipping Eagles for the rest of the year. No. So we can move on for that one pretty quickly. Suns. Suns. Done. Um, the next one, this one, ooh, this one's an interesting one. Sydney versus Fremantle at the SCG, 11th versus 12th. Two teams that are sort of, we know that they're high quality, you know, they had high expectations this year anyway. Mm. Um, who do you reckon gets up for this one, man? Sydney. I'm pretty happy to go with Sydney as well in Sydney. Um, but S- Sydney are still matching it with some of the bigger teams. They might not be getting the results. Yeah. I mean, a little bit unlucky against Giants, a little bit unlucky against Port. They're still mm. bigger. I mean, Freer's won one game against Hawks. That's that's what they've done. Yeah, it's fair call. And I'm happy to do that. Um, happy to go on with that one. Um, the next one. Oh. <laughs> this one hurts. But wait, look, I'm not even going to say what the game is. Well, I'm going to get with Port. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that I just want to mention that Dean has tipped North. I, I love him for that. I love him for that. But we're, The we're, boldness of him to tip North. He's not, letting, he's not giving Port any credit at all. Nah, nah. Hey, look, uh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, North. Please, 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 please prove me wrong. Yeah, um, I'd like to see yeah. it as well. Yeah. And the other thing Dean has mentioned, he's just sent a little note. He's like, please mention that I want North players to give Jason Horn Francis the Rory Lobb treatment. Good. Yep, I'm, I'd be very happy uh, for them to do that as well. Th- there is no chance that they don't do that because every, every other team has booed Jason Horn Francis. So if I'm there's right. one team that's going to absolutely mm. give it to him, it's North. Mm. Can you imagine if they're just like, oh, who's, who's, they start who's this him. guy? They start clapping him. Yeah. Or oh, it's like the reverse psychology where yeah. they just, they don't even notice that he's yeah, there. Yeah, they don't, they don't go up to him. They just ignore him the whole game. You know, if he tries to say hello or anything, just like, just give him the cold shoulder. <laughs> You know it's almost I mean? like not booing him would be worse. Yeah, I actually think, you know, that's that's the way to go, North lads. You know, just just don't even look at him. Don't even acknowledge his existence, you know. Um, when you shake hands at the start of the game or at the end of the game, just ignore him. Bully <laughs> Give him one of these. That's it, man. Imagine like it's high school and you want to, you know, softly bully someone. You know, it'll mess with his psyche and he won't have a good game for the rest of the year. True. So uh, well, maybe we'll we, see what happens, I guess. Yeah, there we go. That is my little theory. Hawthorne <laughs> um, <laughs> versus Melbourne at the MCG. Ugh, that's ugly. That's going to be ugly. Uh, Melbourne, easy. Yep. Don't have to bother with that one. Brizzy versus Essendon at the Gabba. We're not going against Brisbane at the Gabba anymore. You can't. They're way yeah. too good. Yep. Um, these, these tips are going quick. but We this might actually the, get some actual tips this week. Bro. I know. This is We're a, going for a 9 out of 9, baby. Looking like a pretty easy week. The next two are really tough, though. This one, Carlton versus Western Bulldogs at yep. Marvel. So... I'm not feeling very confident about the Blues at the moment. I'm worried about where their season's going to end up and what the consequences are if we don't start performing like a proper team. Mm. But if there is one team that we seem to match up really well against, it's Western Bulldogs. Carlton seems to play their best footy against them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Carlton. That's a, This is a really tough one for me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, I'm going to let Dean be the decider. 
I'm going to go with the doggies. We're going blues, baby. We're going with the blues. There we go. There we go. All right. Um, Mental high five to Dean for supporting the boys. There we go. Shout out to Dino, man. Um, Next one. Another tough one. Adelaide versus St. Kilda. Adelaide Oval. This one's an ugly one to tip. Yeah. It's an ugly one to tip. Um, Crows are actually the favorites, according to, to a betting company. A betting company. A betting company. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shout them out. No, no, they're not paying us to shout them out. No, no. I put you know an unnamed energy drink in a mug so we don't give any advertisements <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, I think crows. Uh, I I naturally tip the the home team. They've got a bit of a fortress there, mm. and you know they're, they're a strong team this year. They really are. Yeah. So I think if it was Marvel, I'd be happy to go Saints. Both teams put in a lot of pressure mm. around the ball. Quite strong defensively, so I think it'll be a good match. A good match to watch, but happy to go Crows. Ah, this, this one's really. This one is very tough. I'm gonna go with the Saints and we'll let Dean decide because I'm indecisive. It's Crows. It's the Crows. There we go. Hey, that's cool. That's good. Um, next game, first versus thirteenth. I don't. I don't think we have to discuss it too much. Collingwood versus GWS. Where is it? At the MCG. Yeah, it probably wouldn't matter, but no, I agree. It wouldn't. It doesn't matter if it's Canberra, if it's you know Dubbo, wherever the JWS play. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they always play in the weirdest places. Yeah, they do. They do. They they've games. never played in a stadium that has more than like one level. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, they they play like um like local footy grounds and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it might actually help them to play in an actual stadium. Yeah. Combat the wind. Maybe, maybe the day. Maybe the MCG. This is their time. Yeah, this is their time. They play in front of a proper crowd for once, and they That's play it. right. Yeah. Um, no, maybe the booze from the Collingwood fans will you know jam up a little bit. You yeah, know? you need some motivation sometimes. Yeah. So now nah, we're gonna go with Collingwood, um, and that that wraps up the tips. Something that we didn't get to earlier, we had some more name suggestions for Tazzy. So we just wanted to you know list get through them just because we thought there were some funny ones here. There was a uh, the Tazzy, and, and these are from these are from people that have commented on on our videos or yeah. sent suggestions. Whether that be TikTok, YouTube, um, elsewhere, PMs, yeah, or DMs. <laughs> um, so the Tazzy tornadoes, which I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind that at all. It does have a nice ring to it. Um, probably this is, this one's made me laugh. The Taz maniacs. Tasmania, you know, like you know, the maniacs are crazy. You know what I mean? It just, you know, the maniacs are in form. Yeah, the maniacs. Um, there was a bit of support for Tassie Thunder, so shout out to you guys. I think Tassie Thunder is the way to go. I think it's a pretty sick name, to be honest. Yeah, with it's you. cool. Oh, thank you, man. They got thank the you. Sydney Thunder that play Big Bash cricket. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So it's a, it's it's a used, you know, sporting yeah, it's, team. It's used. It's yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder as well is a big uh, NBA team. There you go. Um. Uh, that's where Josh Giddy plays. You've heard of Josh Giddy, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, man. Josh um, Giddy. Yeah, or Joshua's. Um, we have the Tasmanian Jets. Uh, that's it's cool. Tassie Jets. Yeah, you know, Jets. It, Jets. Jets is a pretty. It's a very generic name. You know what I mean? You know. Uh, um, this it's you, hard to not because you got like the bombers. You got a jet and a bomber. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's fair. Cool. That's fair. Cool. Bit similar. Um, the Tassie Tuners. I don't mind that. Um, one Tassie tunas, you know, everyone likes a little tuna, tuna and rice, a little tuna sandwich. Uh the Tasmanian lumberjacks, which uh, are they lumberjacks? Yes, lumberjacks. I don't know. I'm sure they've got. They what, cut, with their jerseys, I'm sure just, they have wood there. You know? The jersey is just like a checkered shirt. <laughs> That's it. That one I don't mind, and they wear overalls and stuff. Yeah. Um, Sfera, which means I think it means like wings in Greek. I'm pretty sure. So Tassie wings. 
Uh, and the the, the Tassie, oh, I think it was the Hobart Hornets. Yeah, you know? the Hornets. <laughs> the Hobart Hornets. They're going to do that just so they can get Jason Horn Francis on board. Because yeah. he's, I think he's, his contract probably expires 28, 2028. And it's like, look. But look. he doesn't really honor contracts anyways. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, true. Exactly. He's probably going to leave to go somewhere else next year. Um, yeah, so the, the Hobart Hornets. Um, I, I don't know what's my favorite so far. I still like the Tassie Thunder. Yeah, well, I mean... It's, it's, it does it's my a, baby. Tazzy Thunder's my baby. I'm, it's got I'm gonna, a nice little, the TTs. It's got a nice little ring to it. TTs, huh? So, yeah, no, legit, that's, I'm going to be championing Tazzy Thunder, you know, so. Um, if it happens, then you know who's influenced it. You heard it here first, mate. Tazzy Thunder, um, you know, I want royalties. Um, Share yeah. some with me if you can. I would, I would. Please. Now. I'm, I'm a generous man. <laughs> you know, we, we chase the bag here, you know, we want money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything uh, you wanted to... Um, what else happened this week? Yeah. One other interesting was the, the kind of the launch of the AFL game, AFL 23. <laughs> yeah. Man, look, I, I don't know much about the game, but I've heard that they've had to put a lot of patches. In yeah, the, a lot of YouTube, AFL YouTubers that are, really want to play the game and promote it have mm. have just shelved it because it's, just, oh, it's too glitchy. It's too glitchy. Oh, there you go. So hopefully AFL, they, who, I don't know the company is, I can't remember, Ubisoft, nothing. You know, I don't think it's Ubisoft. It's not Ubisoft, it's not EA Sports. Um, they, they, yeah, they'll they'll be doing some patches, and hopefully they can get it right because we all want a good AFL game. Yeah, like it's just yeah, it, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, the thing that I loved though was the image of Adam Simpson <laughs> as a goal umpire. I couldn't like I was I think I saw it because I'm 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 a bit of a night owl. I do shift work. I might have seen it at two or three a.m. in the morning, and I just lost it. I'm like, what is this? What's this brother doing here, man? What is he doing in the goal? I don't know. They're trying to say that he's gonna get sacked, and that's gonna be his new. Job it's goal subliminal messages from that, <laughs> from the AFL. It must be bad. Um, yeah, so that that um, yeah that that wraps up our thoughts about a game that we don't have. Yeah, um, but I'll, if they fix it, we might play it, might stream it. Yeah, that's it. Like, look, honestly, like if I was to get it, I kind of got to get it soon because there's a new Zelda game coming out in like a week. <laughs> And like a that. Lot of, a lot, flowers to Zelda. A lot of a lot of the uh, Zelda the references. This I game. love, mate. It's my f- favorite gaming fran- franchise. There, you know. Shout out to Nintendo, man. You know, that, we'll, we'll give Nintendo their flowers. For Maybe it. Nintendo can produce an AFL game. True, and making an adventure game. Like you and know, Mario's in there. Yeah, you know Mario. I'm sure I think he would be. Bond is Mario. I reckon. Yeah, probably. You know, like yeah, because he's Italian. Well, who's Luigi? Who's Luigi? Who's another? Uh, Rochelle is he Italian? Taranto. Taranto is Italian. Taranto. Actually, Terra, yeah, you know those guys. You know he's Waluigi. Um, actually, no, I think Taranto maybe he's Mario because he's a bit more stockier, and Bont because he's skinnier and tall. And, and tall, tall. he yeah. must be. He might be Waluigi actually. Um, he's fighting against him. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yoshi, who's a green dinosaur? <laughs> who who has green dinosaur vibes? Um, <laughs> I know some Ruckman, some Ruckman. Um, Darcy maybe. Is he green? Nah, he's purple. Oh, because Shrek. Shrek, yeah, Shrek. There you go. So Shrek is green. So we're going to go with him as Yoshi. Um, that's a really, really loose like little association, but we'll take it. <laughs> a nice little um, tangent. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, I think we'll wrap up. We will. TikTok is on its way. It's, we're starting to, you know, we've got a video up there. So hopefully... One um, singular video. Yeah, but we're going to be slowly uploading there. So, you know, um, get around the TikTok vids. Get around um, Twitter because I might do more than, you know, one post a week on there. Get around, you know, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Like and subscribe. We're on our road to 100 subs. We're close. Yeah, Bro McCreary. I'm about to watch buy out. Some, some new Reeboks. That's, Start training. That's it, man. He's getting some new, new Jordans. He's going to be ready to go. 
But yeah, no, thank you for the support, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, guys. Bye.